Hello, Joe. How are you doing? Uh, this is Aiden here, and you're welcome to this podcast. And I'd like to welcome all the listeners to the podcast, and I hope they enjoy what we what we have uh, in this week's podcast. So I suppose we better we'll start off. Uh, you know, if you tell the listeners a bit about yourself and uh, your background and how you got into sports management. Okay, so my name is Joe Jeffcott. Um, I'm based over in England. Um, my past record was I used to play football just at like amateur, semi-professional level, um, but I actually suffered with a knee injury around the age of 17, 18, like a ligament injury. And it just seemed that whenever I got to a certain level of fitness, just my body wasn't up to it. So in terms of pursuing a career in football as a player, I was quite limited to what I could do. So um, that's when I turned my attention to looking at other ways to get into football. That's no, that that's very good. That's very good. It's kind of like myself, like uh, when, when I was in my playing days as well, you kind of, when you get to a certain kind of age, you, you wonder, well, what, what way, how you think of the different ways of staying involved in sport. And I suppose for myself, it was uh, do, doing sports therapy, I suppose. And, uh, you know, for you, for you, it was sports management. So I suppose, what, what, um, how did you get interested in, in setting up the company 442 Sports Management Group? And, uh, you know, just tell the listeners a bit about the company and what you do. What you do. Yeah, so where it came from was initially I looked to get into football through coaching. So I was helping out at like an under-14 side. If you look at uh, there's limited places on courses, there's limited opportunities available really. It's quite swamped and bogged down. So I thought to get through that way into a decent level in football would be very difficult. So I'd always been interested in but the sports management side had been a registered intermediary with the English FA so I can act on behalf of players and clubs in negotiations. Um, so I decided, uh, April 2018 it was, when I decided to take the plunge and set the company up. Um, because when to become an intermediary, you have to pay a registration fee. So I didn't want to pay for that up front. But then... I couldn't start talking to people about being an intermediary without having something there. So I thought if I set up the company, set up a website, then rather than just having a nameless conversation with people, I can start to build a brand in effect, really, and, and build up contacts and people will remember the company name rather than just one person. One name in a sea of faces is difficult to remember. So I found that was the probably the best way of going about it, really. That's it, and that that's that's a very interesting story. And uh, how many years ago did you did you establish the company? And I suppose take us through the last uh, the the years since since you've developed and how you find it, found it, and where it's taken you as a person, and I suppose the the opportunities that you've gotten through it. Yeah, so I think say so the company was set up in April two thousand eighteen. So then I set about I built the website myself. And then I went away and thought, right, who do I need to be able to speak to? And started to build up contacts at clubs, players, managers, scouts, other agents, and just speaking to them, as many people as I could, going to networking events, um, and just, just talking to all the people in the industry, seeing what kind of things are good, what's bad, what to avoid. Then I actually paid the registration fee 
in June 2018 so that I could actually then begin speaking with a player with the view to representing them. Because um, around that time as well, there's quite a lot of bad press about football agents taking money out of the game. Um, so what I wanted to do really was was help people get back into football, but then also give back to the grassroots as well. So when the agency is more established, I'm thinking of putting a lot of the money back into grassroots. So using the players that we have within the agency to work with clubs or projects in their local area or just set up like a central fund where people can contact us and say, you know, we need some equipment or we need some money for a coach or we need some money for doing the changing rooms up. You know, we've got a team of so many people just to put money back into football rather than an agent's view of taking money out of the game. That's it. And, uh, you know, that that's a very... Uh... It's a very wor- worthwhile and rewarding, uh, rewarding experience for yourself and I suppose the people that you represent. So I suppose lo- looking at it from that point of view, um, can you give us an idea of sort of the clubs and the sports that you, you represent, the players and, uh, you know, what countries you, you spread across uh, Europe yeah. and I suppose the world or whatever. And uh, I, I think you, you were saying that you represent um, Players and uh, clubs in Ireland as well. You you deal with uh, players in Ireland and th- in various sports as well. Yes, yeah, so we deal. We are always looking to work in in you know various countries throughout the world. Um, there's quite a few players within England that are looking to move into Ireland and play, you know, fo- their football there. And then I've also been speaking with players based in Ireland that want to move. Um, into clubs in Europe, you know, just to try something different, a different lifestyle, um, and just to see how far they can develop and, and raise their profile really further and, and promote the, the football in Ireland as well. That sounds very interesting. And I suppose, what are the, the many, um, I suppose the many, the many uh, what you call it, services that you provide for, for players? Like, what do you do for players as regards, so, you know, yes. So what we, and... yeah. So what, when when a player contacts us to to work with us, what we do is we look at their background as a player, so where they've played. We'll ask them where they would like to get to, and what their immediate goals are. So if somebody says to me, you know, I want to play in the championship in England, but I'm happy to play in these sort of leagues. You know, we work, find a way of working that out to, to get to where they want to be. So once they're a player with us, we would look to help them with their, you know, social media, help them raise their profile, working in the media, doing podcasts, doing interviews, doing sponsorship contracts. But then we've also got experts on board as well. So if somebody said to me, I need advice on a recurring injury or a training method, you know, we can put them in touch with yourself as an experienced person and and you can have a conversation with them to advise them on training methods and training techniques. And then we've got people that can help the financial side, financial planning, the psychological side. And then other things like if they need a help with buying a car, buying a house, anything that they need help with, we're there to help them in their football career, but also their personal life as well. You know, somebody to talk to, somebody they can turn to, somebody they can trust that if they've got a problem, they can say to us in confidence, like, I'm not 
this isn't going well in my life. I need help. And then we can put them in touch with an expert that can help that, or we can help ourselves. Um, it's just about connecting them with the right people that can help them out. That's it, because I mean, you know, just like you, you said there a minute ago, you have so many people, you know, people have this view of agents where, you know, the agents just think about how much, how much money they can make out of the player. But with people, the company, the people that work for you, with you, they think more about, you know, what's in the best interest of the player rather than the agents themselves. And, you know, the, you, you have uh, certain contacts that can help a, a player in all aspects of their lives. Uh, depending on what their targets and goals are in the like uh, currently and in the future. That's correct, yeah. So we our our aim isn't to make, you know, a lot of agents will think you should go to that club because you'll get more money and then the agent will be thinking my my cut will be a lot more. Whereas we would advise somebody to go somewhere, we'd say it's what works best for the player. So if the yeah. player knows that by go into a different club that's slightly lower than the top offer, but he knows he'll get regular football there and he can work with this coach there and he's located in this place. It's about the whole package because, you know, yes, you could earn a lot more at one club, but it could be in a part of the country or in a country you don't want to be in. Or, you know, it's about looking at the longer term uh, end goal, really, working in the long term. So, taking the right steps that suits suits them really. That's it, because you have a player that would um, <clears throat> you know, an agent would say to them, Oh well you can go to this club and you'll earn loads of money. But I suppose the player would rather be playing would be rather play would rather to play well, play more football with a club rather than earning a lot of money and staying on the bench, you know, so there's uh, that yeah. there's, you know, I suppose every footballer is different. Some people, some players just want, you know, to go to a higher club and they're I suppose to be happy to play, you know, they get their money and they'd be happy to play on the bench, but not many players will be in that situation. You know, if a player goes to a club, they want to play first team football. And if they see it where the day, a day comes that they're going to spit beyond the bench for a long period of time, they'd rather move on to get first team football and be in a starting 11. So, you know, you you probably have different players with different uh, ambitions, you know, other than money. So, you know, that that's uh, that's good as well because, you know, a player could go from, we said, the League of Ireland to, I don't know, Spain. And yeah, he'd be getting more money, but he might only get one or two appearances in the season and he might be very good, but... You know, they might be due to the quality of the team players in that team that their uh, game time will be limited. Whereas if they went to a championship team in England, at least by going to a, the championship in England, for example, they're putting themselves in the shop window. Exactly, yeah. And uh, clubs, uh, you know, I suppose scouts would be coming around from all over Europe if they heard about this, such a player. And then that's where yourself, people like yourselves, would be, would be able to come in and help a player. Um, to sort th- those kind of things out. Yeah, because as well, with, with the clubs, um, when we speak to the clubs, you know, we could go to a club and say, I've got this CV, this player here, you know, he's been at a Premier League club, he's been there since he's been 10 years old. And the clubs will look at it and go, yes, that's good, but um, he needs to have game time. You know, the clubs want players that can come in, hit the ground running, and, and they want to be able to look back and go, well, last season he's played, 
X number of games, he scored this many goals. They can actually quantify it, really. I mean, the good example of it really is, is, is Harry Kane. So he was at Tottenham, and then he's gone on loan out to Leighton Orient. He's gone, you know, and he's learned his trade at a lower level. He's gone out on, he could have stayed at Tottenham just playing different age groups, reserves, you know, under 23s, but he's gone out as a young player to Leighton Orient on loan where he's been kicked and booted around and he's learned the trade. He's put the game time, he's got the minutes, got the goals. He was on loan at Leicester, he's been on loan at all different clubs. So when he got his chance at Tottenham, He'd already put those minutes on the pitch. He's got that experience. He knows what to do, the thought processes. Because what you do in training, you can't replicate the pressure of a match. You know, that split-second decision on what to do. So my advice to players would always be, find the deal where you're going to get the right balance of being paid, you know, what you feel you're worth, but also weigh up the minutes on the pitch, the game time, because that, is invaluable, really, that game time to learn, you know, what you need to do in certain situations. And there's, of course, there's so many, so much aspects, so many aspects to football, uh, you know, at a professional level, like there's, you know, things like, you know, getting to going into training, training, right, you know, but there's also the things where, you know, some days where things are going wrong, maybe you have a bad match, and if you're not, if you don't play well, then maybe the manager could drop you for a for uh, a certain period or whatever, or they might downgrade you to the reserves or something. You know that that can that can play on a player's mind, and maybe a player can lose their confidence uh, from that. And of course, as well, you know, you have players with injuries that could be out for a short anthem between short term and long t- term. That can be, you know, what do they do in the meantime? How do they? Uh, obviously, aside from doing physio and their recovery and, um, you know, rehab and that, like, how do they pass the time? Because when you're out injured, you have a lot of time on your hands and uh, you, you feel left out because you're not you're not training and you're not able to train. And then, of course, when you do come back, you know, will I get my place back? So there's a, there's a lot of strands that, that you, 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 people like yourselves can, can help a player, even like, as a, even in the, the situations that I just mentioned there. Exactly, yeah. That that's the key thing, the psychology behind the sport. And that's one thing, you know, we there's something that I work with in terms of player psychology. Um something that we can refer people to. He's based down in London, but he can work, you know, wherever he work he's worked in many fields, many sports, with a proven track record with, with the way that he deals with things in terms of improving performance. So he's not looking at physical aspects it's about turning negative emotions and negative energy into a positive um it's just yeah it gives you that extra edge it's just finding that extra you know percentage on competitors rivals in the team and turning the negative feelings negative thoughts and turning those around into positives that's it, and that's key. But I suppose give us an, an inkling as well as to uh, other sports that you're involved with and other levels. I know you just said there, like you represent players in, in Ireland, and I suppose we say in Ireland now at a junior level, yeah, you, you have a very good and a very talented player. Um, you know, and I know there's there's tournaments like the Kennedy Cup, uh, that goes on every year in June in in um 
in you in the University of Limerick, and you know scouts come over to that and things like that. But you know they also play for their clubs. There's young lads, and I suppose adult players as well, and maybe they have ambitions of going further. And we say in you know usually like in Dublin, all all the all the scouts will be going to matches in Dublin, and they might necessarily go to we say Roscommon or you know the the other parts Leitrim or yeah. anything you know to to spot other players. So. I suppose from that point of view, maybe their best chance is to get in, involved in the League of Ireland club. And, um, you know, I suppose, you know, it's, it's not the same as playing in England or anything, but it, it is a good stepping stone because you do get scouts coming watching League of Ireland. I know at the, at the moment <laughs> with COVID, uh, travel uh, for scouts isn't, isn't, uh, isn't easy and all that. So that's probably on hold for now. But it is a good way of getting, even though it's, different standard to playing in the championship or that or the Premier League over in England it's still a good stepping stone because there are scouts coming over to Ireland and looking for the best players over here and that's that's even at underage level as well in the League of Ireland yeah that's that's what clubs are doing so now rather than people physically scouting because of the Covid restrictions a lot of them are looking at videos a lot of them are going off you know word of mouth so they might build up a contact at a club or work with clubs. That, clubs are networking a lot more. So before it was quite insular where they'll just look after themselves, whereas now the clubs are connecting. You know, there's, there's agents that are connecting together to help each other out because of the, the COVID situation. You know, it's unprecedented in terms of restrictions on travel and restrictions on people attending matches and things like that. So scouts and clubs are working a lot closely together to say, look, you know, we've come across this player, you might be somebody that would work well for you, and people are taking a chance on people, they're looking at video highlights again, so whereas before they'd want players scouted a number of times, and in certain situations now they're going off video footage, off stats, off match reports, they're having to do it a different way to what they've done in the past that's it. And I suppose really uh, look, looking at it from your own point of view as a business, like you're representing players, it must be difficult for you at the current time with, with the COVID and on the restrictions that are imposed on you and the amount of travel you do. And I suppose communications with, well, I suppose with, uh, you know, with communications with players, you can do it on the internet, you can do it over the phone and different things like that. But it's actually, actually been there physically for the player or, you know, being able to represent them, I suppose it has an impact on your business, on yourselves as a business. Yeah, so I, I like to, you know, I keep in regular contact with, with the players through WhatsApp, through phone calls, through different social platform, media platforms that we're on. So I do keep regular contact with them, but, you know, it is always nice to meet up and have a chat, you know, have some lunch together, have a drink together, you know, whatever environment you want to be in or, or going to see some of their games, and have not been able to do things like that, you know, just turn up and I say, oh, well done, you've done really well that game. You just surprise them and be there and, and support them. We're not able to do that, which has been difficult because we do want that personal touch of that being there for them, really. Um, so just suppose, working within yeah, the restrictions. From, from your point of view, like we say, the COVID aside, usually when there's crowds there, you, you, you can watch the players and go to games as well yourselves. Yes, I would do, yeah. So I try to get to as many games as I can. So I'll go to games just to watch 
football. I might go to a game to, to see a coach or speak with a scout or watch a player myself. Because as well as repre- we represent players for the, with the agency, but we also work with clubs as well. So the club might come to us and say, we need help recruiting a player. And so at the moment, you know, uh, it's a club based in Essex. They're step five clubs. So they're like a non-league club, but they just said to ourselves, they approached us and said, can you help us in recruiting a few players for after lockdown? Um, which is early December that ends. So we then just posted out through our social media platform saying there's a club in England, step five, you know, London, South East England based players. It's an opportunity to play. The club can't pay a salary because they're just a small club, but you know, they've got access to coaches. They'll record the footage. You're going to get game time. And that will in turn will lead to, you know, players being able to say, Last season, I played at this club. I've played 25 games. Here's the footage. And it gives that player that advantage then over 10 or 15 other players that have not been able to play football. They've just been training but not playing. So That's it. That's great. And I suppose from, from your own point of view, from the job that you do, what are the, the great points or the points that you love about the job? And are there any kind of difficult things about the job that you don't like or do you just like the whole package i i would sell i like the fact that i like to help people out so i've always been like that where if somebody needs a favor or somebody needs a hand you know it's giving me a shout i'm always there i'll do my best whatever if i don't know the answer i'll go away and find the answer or i'll help you and put you in touch with somebody who has got the answer to help you out so i like the fact that we could take a player who's been released from a Premier League club, a Championship club, League One club, wherever in the world, whatever, they've been released from a big club, their head's in turmoil, what can I do? I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. And then we can work with them to help them plot a course really of how to get back into football. So, you know, first and foremost, we go, right, let's sort your CV out. Let's get that in a nice format, nice, easy format. Let's get your highlights footage together. Let's put that in one place. Right, where do you want to play? What are you happy doing? What parameters do you want to work within? And then we'll go and find the clubs for them. We'll go and speak to the clubs, get them trials, get them clubs, get them game time, whatever they need. And just get them back on their feet. Just get that confidence back. Get them settled in what they're doing. And then just work with them long term and keep keep pushing on from there. That's it. And of course... uh... You know, it's it's uh, it's great to see that. But have you got some examples of players that you've represented in the past and that are that are doing well in football now? Just to give an example. Yeah, I mean, what we've got is uh, we've got a goalkeeper. She's called Amber Taylor. So, um, I just come across one of her videos where she she put it online where she was training and uh, training with a goalkeeping coach to put some highlights on. So I saw, obviously, you know, she's got great potential, great goalkeeper. So I got in touch with her and she said that she'd been at a club and she'd been there for me. She'd been there for about six, six or seven years, been quite successful, but she'd suffered a, a bad knee injury. Um, so the club basically turned around and said, well, you're injured, we're going to release you. So it took her about a year to recover from the injury. And then she got back to fitness. She was training with the various clubs 
but obviously she wasn't sure which direction to go. So, you know, she signed up with the agency. We'd managed to get her a few trials at a few clubs. She'd got a few trials through her contacts. And then she ended up signing with Watford Ladies Development Squad. So now she's in a nice, good environment. She tried a few clubs out and said that works best for her. So he said, well, we'll go for it. And, you know, she's there now playing playing for them, working hard with them. And she's also on the, um, on BT Sport, there's a documentary at the minute about a, a female team that that's currently ongoing at the moment, which she's, she was part of as well. That's great. And, you know, it'd be lovely if, if I could get a chance to interview her, her as well for a, for for a, an interview for a podcast, but yeah, that that's great. But do, do you just purely specialize in football, or do you do various other sports? Right. Well, we we do we're doing football at the moment, but we're always looking to expand. Yeah. So, in January, we're bringing on board another intermediary to work with us um, to help. You know, regionally, he's based in in the Midlands, so he can bring on board players there, see players there, meet players there. But we're also looking to work with, you know, athletes in terms of rugby players. We're going to also look to move into various different sports, really. And then what we'll do is we'll get on board people in those areas that are experts. So, you know, we'd bring into the group somebody that deals with rugby players that knows inside out, you know, so... We've got the experts in place in terms of injury, psychology and all that. They can transfer across into all sports. So just bringing in experts, people that know what they're doing, that have got the contacts already that we can incorporate into our contacts and move into all different sports, yeah. That's no problem with that. That's great. And, of course, it's it's exciting for you and for the the business to that you have uh, such exciting plans in place as well. So, and uh, just to let the listeners know that this is going to be a regular podcast, isn't it, Joe? We're going to yes, do yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose before we go, we just uh, just want to say that um, myself, Abe Raftery, uh, sports therapist with AR Sports Therapy Clinic, um, we're delighted to be. I'm delighted to be in partnership with the uh, 442 Sports Management Group, and uh, you know it's it's great that we're working together to promote each other, Joe. And I'm looking forward to uh, to you know to promoting you and you promoting me as well, and things like that. It's a it's a good partnership, isn't it? It is very good, yeah. And they say we are we have been looking for a while in increasing our profile in Ireland and working with Ireland-based players, Ireland-based clubs. So, you know, yourself being as experienced as you are is the perfect partner for us because we want to work in that area and help everybody. You know, know. we're we're looking forward to working with each other and, you know, it's, uh, you know, we can can help each other out and things like that. And, of course, you know, with the regular podcasts, that'll be a huge help. And, uh, you know, the podcast will be going on the websites and, and, um, you know, the various uh, social media things as well. So, uh, yeah, so we, we leave it at that for now, Joe. And I look forward to talking to you again uh, in two weeks' time. Great stuff. So speak to you then. No problem. Thanks very much. And that's Joe Jeff, Jeff Cott from, uh, from 442 Sports Management Group.